You know, every mitzvah is not just something that we do. Every mitzvah is developing a certain quality in the neshama, a certain aspect of our ability to connect to Hashem in a particular way. And so we have to think what exactly, when it comes to the Yantav of Sukkot, the mitzvah Sukkah and Daladminim, what aspect of the neshama is being strengthened, is being built, is being activated, is being developed by those particular mitzvahs of the Sukkah and Daladminim? And this is very important, you know, the time that we're in, we have to get ready for Yantav, not only physically, to build a Sukkah and get Lua Vanesrig and shopping and so on, but Within the nefesh, we have to prepare ourselves for that mitzvah and to make the proper achanas. So in order to prepare ourselves to fulfill the mitzvahs of, of the Yantav Asokas properly, we have to learn a little bit to investigate what exactly is happening, what is, what is, the, what is the purpose of the sukkah and the dalad minim, what is, being, what is being activated in the neshama through those mitzvahs. Okay, so you know, there's a principle in halacha that whenever you do a mitzvah, can't say every mitzvah is like this, but many mitzvahs, most mitzvahs, there's a concept of making a bracha before you do them. So, uh, before tefillin, asher kitshanam ben soyzi tzivonu l'niach tefillin, v'chulu v'chulu, l'kvayim mezuzah, al-ntiyos countless mitzvahs that we make brachas on. And among those mitzvahs, there are many mitzvahs that come at a special occasion, once a year, and so on, and then we make a bracha shechiyanu. And certainly, shaking with an esrik and sitting in a sukkah, which is a mitzvah that comes not too often, so we make a shechiyano, right? So, sukkah's night, so we make a leshev sukkah, the first leshev sukkah that we say, the first night of sukkah, so we make a shechiyano as well. The first time we shake with an esrik, we make a shechiyano. There's an interesting Gemara, though. The Gemara tells us in Mesech HaSukkah, Daf Mem Aleph, the Mishnah, the Brisa says over there, Ha'isa lulav la'atzmai. Let's say it's before sukkahs, and a person is preparing his lulvinesrik. He's buying them, he's getting them ready, he's tying them together. He's preparing his lulvinesrik. Says the Gemara, Oymar baruch shachiyonu v'kiyimonu v'kiyonu l'azmanazeh. You're not only able to make the shachiyonu the first time when you shake the lulvinesrik, but in fact, you're able to make the shechiyanu even before you do the mitzvah, when you're just preparing the Lulvin Esrik for shaking it. And so the Brisa continues the same thing with sukkah. Not only do you have the opportunity to make a shechiyanu when you first sit in the sukkah to make the mitzvah, and that night of sukkah, the first night of sukkah, but even when you're building the sukkah before sukkah, technically speaking, you can make a shechiyanu then. So this is an interesting thing, that the shechiyanu doesn't only have to be said when you're doing the mitzvah, but even when you're, when you're preparing the object for the mitzvah, you're preparing the Lulav Nesrig, or you're building the sukkah, the Shech Yonah can, can be made then as well. Now, it's interesting, the Rambam, when he records this halacha, it's clear in the Rambam that the Rambam held that this is not specific to Lulav Nesrig or to sukkah. This is a general klal. It's a general klal. That whenever you're dealing with a mitzvah that has a Shech Yonah to it, so if you are, even before you actually do the mitzvah, when you're preparing the object that is then going to be used for the mitzvah, you can make a shechiyanu. So for example, we make a shechiyanu, we make a shechiyanu when we blow shayfar on Rosh Hashanah. So the Rambam would say that when, if, let's say, before Rosh Hashanah, you're manufacturing the shayfar, so you could also make the shechiyanu then. This is a general rule in shechiyanu. That's how the Rambam understands it, that shechiyanu, the time when you have to say, when you're able to say, 
the Gemara is revealing to us is not only when you actually perform the mitzvah for the first time, but even when you're preparing the object for the mitzvah, you can make a shechiyano then. That's the opinion of the Rambam. But however, many Rishonim disagree. And the Rishonim, uh, in fact, uh, quote this Rambam, and they say, came, that's not our minik, that's not our minik at all. We don't hold like that. We assume that, no, the Gemara, the examples the Gemara gave were specific. It's davka lulav and it's davka sukkah. Only those two mitz, only those mitzvahs revolving around sukkahs that carry with them a shechiyonu, only those mitzvahs can the shechiyonu be said even before the, the mitzvah itself, even during the time when you're preparing for the mitzvah. But not so when it comes to other things. Say the Rishonim, again, let's say shayfer, for example, you're uh, preparing the shayfer to be used in Rosh Hashanah, you can't make shechiyonu then. It's only when you perform the mitzvah. Sukkah and lulav are unique that you can make the bracha even before you actually make actually do the mitzvah, even when you're just preparing it. That's what the Rishonim bring down, and they say that, that the reason why they're saying this is because that's the minute we don't find the we don't we never found such a thing that a shechionuk would be said before a mitzvah is performed outside of lulav and sukkah. But then the question beckons itself: No, so why is sukkah and lulav so different? And as we see from here, according to these other Rishonim, not the Rambam, but according to these other Rishonim, that there's some, some strong shidduch, there's strong, some strong relationship between Davka, the mitzvahs of Sukkot, Sukkot and Lulav, and the Brach of Shechianu, more so than with other mitzvahs. And the connection between Sukkot and Lulav and Shechianu is so strong that even when you're just preparing these objects, you can make a Shechianu. So we have to figure this out. What is the special relationship that exists between a lulav and a sukkah and the brach of shechianu? <clears throat> That's number one. Number two, you know, the Rabbanu Shalom makes the Yantav of Sukkot. Uh, it's a pretty quick turnaround from Yom Kippur. So it's only a few days later. But in Halacha, we find that not only is it just a few days later, but really, really, the preparations for a sukkah really should be done immediately, immediately after Yom Kippur. The last halacha in the Shulchan Aruch in Hilchas Yom Kippurim is the following statement by the Ramah. The Ramah says, Hamadaktikim, those that are meticulous in mitzvahs, Maschilim miyad bi matzoi Yom Kippurim, Basiyas Asoka. They immediately, on Matzi Yom Kippur, they don't even wait till the next morning. They immediately wait, uh, go Matzi Yom Kippur to begin to build the Sukkah. Lot says, Mitzvah, Mitzvah, to immediately go from Yom Kippur to Sukkah. In the beginning of Hilchas Sukkah, the Ramah adds that even if a person doesn't do that Yom Kippur night, Matzi Yom Kippur, Mitzvah Yom Kippur, but it is the Mitzvah, at least the next day, the first day after Yom Kippur, to build the Sukkah. The Mitzvah So this is an interesting thing. Again, obviously, you know, on a simple level, so yeah, there's an idea of there's a nice idea, I guess, that's being told to us to go from one Mitzvah to another. We have to understand everything in, in Torah is multidimensional. So what is the premise of this Indian? That we don't want any time to elapse between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Even the days that are in between, which are not so many anyway. Even now we want to go straight from Yom Kippur into Sukkot. So what's going on over here? So you have to understand these Inyanim. Again, the special relationship between Sukkot and Shechiyano. And this Indian that we want to immediately bring in the, 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 the mitzvahs of Sukkot to make the sukkah and to make Luvaneserik immediately after Yom Kippur without any waiting at all. What's the what's going on over here? Alright, so let me share with you like this. There's a Tesefta in Mesachas Peya. It's in the third parak of Peya. It's Gavaldiga Gavaldiga Braisa. It says as follows, Maisa Bachasidakh. 
There was a nice uh, story with a particular chassid, a tzaddik. This person was a wealthy uh, landowner. And by Chazal, being a tzaddik and a wealthy uh, balabas was not a contradiction at all. and shouldn't be by us either. But Maisa b'chassid echad was a Maisa with a, with a chassid. Sheshachach oimer b'toch sadeo. Maisa says that he was harvesting his field. And as he's harvesting, he looks back and he realizes that he forgot a few stalks of wheat as he was harvesting. Now the Allah is, that's the mitzvah of Shechacha. The Allah, it's one of the mitzvahs. That if you're harvesting your field and you forget a few stalks of wheat, there's, there's stipulations about how this works, but under the right conditions, then you're not allowed to go back and take those stalks. They have to be given to Aniyam, to poor people. That's the mitzvah of Shechacha. So the situation was that he, uh, he realized that he forgot a few stalks of wheat, and now he has the mitzvah of Shechacha to uh, fulfill. So and he was very excited about this opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah. So the chassid says to his son, Quickly as a thanks to Hashem over this unbelievable opportunity to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Shechah, I want you to separate two oxen, and we're going to go to Yerushalayim, we're going to, we're going to bring these oxen as karbonis and oil and Hashlamim to thank Hashem. Okay. So the son says to his father, he says, Abba, why are you all of a sudden so excited about this mitzvah more than other, other mitzvahs? You do mitzvahs all the time. This person is described as a chassid, so certainly he does mitzvahs. So what is it about now all of a sudden you're so excited that you're bringing karbanas for it? So Omer lies. listen to what the father says. So the chassid says to his son like this, You're right, I do, I do many mitzvahs, Baruch Hashem, but whenever I do mitzvahs, so he says like this, Those, those whenever I do a mitzvah, it, 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 it's, it's, it always feels, at least, like I'm the one making the decision to go out of my way to do the mitzvah. So I decide to go learn, I go learn. I decide to daven, I go daven. It feels, at least, it's very much my decision. But zu, but this situation of this was not something that I was planning on doing. The whole, the whole definition of this mitzvah is dependent on you forgetting, right? That's the idea that you're harvesting your field and you forget a few stalks. So then you go back, oh, that's the mitzvah of Shechah. So in other words, the whole mitzvah over here was Shaloi Midas. This is not something I intended to do and it just sort of like fell into my lap. Said the Chassid, She'ilu isisnuhu b'ratzen l'fnei ha'makim lo'ibah mitzvah z'uliyadeinu. And if the Rabbanish Shlalem, clearly in this case, without, you know, this, it might be true in every mitzvah, but over here it's very, very clear, said the Chassid. If the Rabbanu Shlalem didn't want to, if I wasn't worthy in Hashem's eyes, if Hashem didn't love me, then He wouldn't have given me this opportunity to fulfill this mitzvah. And so said the Chassid, the fact that I have this opportunity to do the mitzvah Shechah right now is a clear indication of how much Hashem loves me. Because if Hashem didn't love me, He wouldn't have given me this opportunity. And so He says, I'm bringing the Karban, it's not because necessarily the, the Gavaldiga mitzvah of Shechah, but of what this situation tells me about how the Rabbana Shalom thinks of me. That's what the Chassid said. Now that's an amazing, amazing way of thinking. But this is not only true with a mitzvah like Shechah, where it's clearly a, 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 you know, a mitzvah that presented itself without the person looking for it. Although that's a situation where it's clear that it's Menashemayim, that the Rabbana Shalom is giving that Jew, an opportunity to fulfill a mitzvah, but this is true with every mitzvah. I'll give you an example. The Zohar Kaddish writes the following thing, Tochazi, come and see. 
praiseworthy, fortunate, is the portion of a Jew. When a poor person comes to your door and asks you for tzedakah, how fortunate are you that a, a, that a poor person came to you? Why? Because that poor person that just came to your door, that's a gift from Hashem. Hashem wants to send you a gift. And Hashem is thinking to himself, what could I give this Jew? What could I give a neshama? What could I give a neshama as a gift? What would a neshama, what would he appreciate? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give him a mitzvah. So he presents the poor person to the Jew. It's not just an obligation. It's a gift from Hashem. And a person that receives that gift to be saved upon him with a with a smile, with a happiness. So Mamash fortunate in his portion. What we're seeing from these chazals is an, is a complete reorientation of what mitzvahs are. See, we tend to think of mitzvahs are just obligations. So I'm going, you know, I have my plan of what I want to do. And the Rabbanishum says, eh, hold your horses, slow down. You think you're going left? No, 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 you're going right. You think you're going this place in the morning? First you have to go to Shachar's. These are just obligations that the Rabbanishum put on us. But what we're seeing from these chazals is that that's not the shot at all. What a mitzvah is, is the following idea. The Rabbanishum is thinking about you. And the Rabbanishum says, wow, I love Yankel so much. I mamish love him. I love him like... Like, 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 like my son. And I want to give him a gift. What could I get for him? You know, when a person loves you so much, they want to get you a gift. But they also think about what would a person appreciate. If I give uh, an adult, you know, as a gift, uh, a toy car, it's not going to be so appreciated. So Rebbe Hashem thinks, what could I give this year that I love so much? Just I want to give him a present. What could I give him? So Rebbe says, oh, you know what I'm going to give him? A mitzvah. Because a mitzvah is something that's so chashev, it's divine, it's, it's connection to Hashem, it's, it's something that the neshama of a Jew appreciates. That's what I'm going to give him. This is true with every single mitzvah. That particular situation of shechacha by the chassid, it was pronounced, it was very clear, but that's true with every mitzvah. It's true with tzedakah, where tzaddik writes in Sitkas at tzaddik, peace tezvav, mitzvah who's chus l'adam shedazam any mitzvah that a person finds themselves having the opportunity to fulfill, that's a gift from Hashem that the Rabbana Shalom has, has given you because He loves you. Now, what this means is that whenever a person has a mitzvah, there's really two things to be thankful for. Number one, we have to be thankful over the actual mitzvah itself, that, that we have such an opportunity to, to connect ourselves to Elokos, to grow in Ruchnias, to fulfill a mitzvah, to get all the schar of from it. That's an unbelievable thing by itself. But besides that, there's also the simcha that the Jewish person should feel over the fact that the Rabbanu Shalom loved me so much that he even gave me the mitzvah. So the, the mitzvah, not only is it something of itself worthy to be celebrated, but it's also a simon of how the Rabbanu Shalom was thinking about me, and how the Rabbanu Shalom loved me, and the Rabbanu Shalom was looking for ways to give me a gift. And that itself is worthy of celebration. This is the secret of why we have Birchus HaMitzvahs, where you make a bracha before you do a mitzvah, Asher Kitshan whatever the bracha is, that bracha that we make of Asher Kitshanu, that's thanking Hashem for the mitzvah itself. Thank you, Hashem, for giving me such an unbelievable thing that's called the, the mitzvah of tefillin, mitzvah tzitzis, mitzvah Shabbos candles. These are unbelievable things, unbelievable things. But then we have another bracha that's called Shechianu. Shechianu, what's Shechianu about? Shechianu is a bracha that we're making to thank Hashem, not for the mitzvah, but to thank Hashem for 
the fact that you love us so much and you're showing your love to us by giving us this mitzvah. That's what Shech was about. You're not thanking Hashem the Stam I survived. What's the purpose of surviving Stam? Shech means, thank you, Rabbanu Shalom, that you're for thinking about me, for thinking about me, and letting me know that you've been thinking about me. And that's what a mitzvah does. When a mitzvah presents itself, it's a simon that the Rabbanu Shalom has, has, was thinking about you, and the Rabbanu Shalom was paying attention to you, and the Rabbanu Shalom loves you, and he wants to give you an opportunity to do a mitzvah. And that itself is worth, worth celebrating, and that's what the Baruch of Shech is. Let's understand. Every mitzvah, like I said in the beginning, carries the, a, 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 a spiritual energy to develop a certain aspect of the neshama. And we asked, what exactly is the Yontav of Sukkot? What are these mitzvahs about? The answer is, the Yontav of Sukkot and the mitzvahs of Sukkot are developing within our neshama the ability to appreciate Hashem's love for us. That's what the Yontav of Sukkot really is about. You know, in a, in, a, in a very deep way, it's hard to explain this, but in a very deep place, the Rizal talks about this, that really the, all the mitzvahs of Sukkot, the Sukkah and the Dalad Min and the Esrik, that's all preparing ourselves for the experience of Shmini Atzerah Simchas Taira. And the Indian of Shmini Atzerah Simchas Taira is oneness with God. This is a show, I guess, when we get closer to Shmini Atzerah, we'll talk about that more. But Shmini Atzerah means Yichud. It means oneness. All there is, is us and the Rabbani Shalom. Yichud. Just like a chasen and kalakilu. And the Rizal said, in order to allow a Jew to experience that yichud, then you have to go through the yontav of sukkahs with the sukkah and the dalaminim. Now the Rizal explains that in his level, but for people like us, what it means is as follows. In order to truly become, you know, allow yourself to become one with Hashem and in and 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 to become, you know, and to enter into that space of yichud with the Rabbani Shalom, that you have to, you have to, it sounds a little bit funny, but you have to learn, you have to develop within yourself the, the, you know, the confidence to believe that Hashem wants, that Hashem loves you, that Hashem wants to be with you. If a person, you know, you know, for, if, you know, very, I mean, Rahman this shouldn't be like this, but sometimes people, People, um, uh, you know, have a hard time with a relationship, let's say husband and wife, or relationships like that. And part of it is because they sort of sometimes you have a person that sort of drives a wedge between him and his spouse, or her and her spouse, lo uh, leinu. And sometimes those wedges are 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 put there, like subconsciously, because the person doesn't really believe the other person loves them, or doesn't believe that they're worthy of love. In order for a real relationship to become unified, then each side has to truly believe that the other side loves them unconditionally. And that's what the Yantava Sukkis is. The Yantava Sukkis is preparing the Neshama to experience the Yichar of Shmini Atzeres. And what it does to the Neshama, the Yantava Sukkis, is to develop within the Neshama the ability to accept Hashem's love and to accept that truth that the Rabbi Hashem really does love you. And the reason why he loves and, 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 and there is no specific reason why he loves you. He's not giving you the mitzvah because you did uh, something good. He's giving you the mitzvah because he loves you. He honestly loves you. And that's a quality of the neshama to accept that 
And to truly believe that and to accept Hashem's love, that's something that we're developing through sukkah and through Lulav and Esrig, preparing ourselves for that union as Hashem that we'll have in Shemini Atzeres. But that union, that oneness, that Einan Movadi experience of Shemini Atzeres can only happen if we allow ourselves to believe that Hashem truly wants to be with us. And that's what sukkah and Dalad Minim is really about. This is why the whole Indian of uh, the whole of sukkah is to be brought under the canopy of Hashem, and Luvin Esrig is is like the like like uh, like the Yushami says Luvin Esrig, the, the shaking Luvin Esrig is like the Jewish person dancing before Hashem. It's it's allowing yourself to be happy. It's allowing yourself to be besimcha. This is why the mitzvahs of sukkah and Luvin Esrig are so def- are so connected to Shechianu, as we said in the beginning, right? That dafka these mitzvahs according to the most Rishonim. Are able the shechiyonu can be said even before you do the mitzvah. That's how deeply connected shechiyonu is with sukkah and lulav. What's the connection? So as they said, because the whole brach of shechiyonu is not thanking Hashem for the mitzvah. It's thanking Hashem for showing us through the mitzvah how much He loves us, and that's the whole. And that is sukkah and lulav and esrik. By every other mitzvah, the shechiyonu is a side effect or or, or a, an aspect of it. By Sukkim Lulav and Esrik, that is the mitzvah, is to realize and to appreciate and to develop an ability within yourself to experience Hashem's love for you. And that is what the Shech is. That's, that's, that, that, that's the essence of what Sukkah and Lulav and Esrik is. And this is why we have to go immediately from Yom Kippur into Sukkim Lulav and Esrik. Because what happens after Yom Kippur? After Yom Kippur, through Yom Kippur, every single one of us is like a blank slate, blank piece of paper. No Averis anymore. But guess what? No, 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 nothing particularly good either. This is the beginning of the new, new year. And we're now neutral. And now we make our own decisions. Are we going to, Bez Hashem, do more mitzvahs? Or are we going to, God forbid, fall into the same mistakes? But right after Yom Kippur, we're mamish neutral. And, and, and Davke, in that, in that space of neutrality, when everything is just blank, that's when we start getting involved with Sukkah and Lulav and Esrug. Why? Because... Even, because the whole Indian of Lulav and Esrik and Sukkah, as we said, is what is to allow a Jew to feel and to embrace and to experience Hashem's love for you. But there's always that nagging thought in the back of your mind that says, okay, fine, maybe Hashem does love me. But maybe He loves me because I've been a good boy. Maybe He's loved me because I'm doing the right things. Maybe that's why He loves me. And so we, therefore comes the Mitzvah Sukkah immediately after Yom Kippur, without allowing any time to lapse where you can then convince yourself that the reason why Hashem loves you is because I've been a good boy for a couple days. No, 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 no. We're not giving you a couple days. Immediately after Yom Kippur, when you have nothing of this coming year of Matzah Yom Kippur to claim, oh, this is why Hashem loves me, for no reason at all, you then get involved with Sukkah Luvah and Esrik because Hashem loves you for no reason at all, for no reason that you could explain. You're a Yid, the Rabbanu Shalom loves you. You're a Chelek Kami Mal Mamish, that's enough. That's enough. And that's Dafka why after Sukkot we don't allow any time to lapse. We don't allow any time to lapse because we don't want you even to have the opportunity to do other mitzvahs, to cloud the, 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 the pure love that Hashem is trying to show you through Lulav and Esrik and through Sukkah. We don't want that, that love to be, to be clouded or, you know, by, by even other mitzvahs. 
to think that maybe Hashem loves me because of other mitzvahs that I did. No, 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 no. He loves you unconditionally for no reason at all, other than the fact that you're a piece of Him. And that's what Sukkah and Luluf and Esrik is about, immediately after Sukkot, when we're still completely blank and neutral. Not good, but not bad either. That's exactly when the situation of Sukkah and Luluf and Esrik presents itself. So the Ikra Avayda, as we prepare ourselves for Luluf and Esrik and Sukkah, is to allow ourselves to accept the fact that Hashem loves us. Not only is that something that is mechayim mason, literally brings the dead back to life, but it's also, it also, we have to think about what, what would our lives look like if we truly embrace that, to go around living, realizing that Hashem mamish adores you and loves you and, 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 and is cheering for you and hoping for you and thinking about you, then we would never want to disappoint Him in that way. And we would always want to respond with love and respond with devoting our lives to Him as He's devoting the, His kviyachal, His efforts to us. And that's that. Not only is it it's it's a schos, it's a mechayev, it's a responsibility. It's it, it changes an entire life. Realizing this inyan of how much Hashem loves us unconditionally, how much He's focused on us, and every mitzvah that we're able to do, whether it be a positive mitzvah or we're given a test not to fall into an avera, it's not. These are not obligations. These are moments when the Rebbeinu Shalom is showing you how much He cares for you, how much He loves you, and He's sending you presents, whether it be an opportunity to learn, whether it be an opportunity not to speak Lashon Hara, whatever the case may be. These are gifts the Rebbeinu Shalom is giving us. Hashem should help us. We should be zochah to appreciate those gifts, to realize how much Hashem loves us, and be zochah to sit b'tzel demnus in the shadow of Amuna, in the shade of Amuna, b'pnimius, b'poyel, she was like to experience that, and to experience collectively the Hakam of Sukkot Stavar on the Falls, which is called Tzedek Mir Vimenu Amen.